Hello and welcome to Game & Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we are talking about Night Killer, the 1990 Italian horror masterpiece. <laughs> why, not why not in Italian at all. It's no, it has no Italian whatsoever besides the names in the credits, uh, yeah. which we will mention some of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this did this come out in America in 1990? We'll get to it, but <laughs> I, I don't believe this had a release until much later in the state. I have no idea. It didn't have a release in my life until you told me about it. Yeah, that's true. I gave you I gave you a new lease on life by giving you the release of Night Killer. And unlike uh, Midsommar, which I thought we watched together, this we did watch together. We sure did. And wait, was this the first time you had seen it? Yes. Okay. Because what an experience that was. And I will say the second viewing did not top the first because watching it with you was just better. And just I think it's the kind of movie that would I would want to go see at the music box or yes. something yes. with a crowd. But I, I was cracking up to myself. And sometimes even when a movie is so funny uh, in a money, uh, a movie that I've found funny before, I don't often like laugh really loudly out loud while watching it by myself. This one I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did as well. Because it is so bad, uh, but in the ways that I love. But, well, also this time, and probably because I was viewing it alone and not riffing off somebody else, I, I laughed several times out loud as well and really enjoyed myself. But this time I was more examining without even meaning to like the logic of the film and the logic of what was happening. Oh, yeah. And there's so little of it. I've got a lot of notes. I mean, this is the kind of movie that you could watch endlessly and find more things wrong with it, which is a genre of movies that I, I that's very dear to my heart. <laughs> Um, it's almost like a uh, like reverse upside down inverse uh, hereditary in that that <laughs> film you constantly notice new things, but it's in service of the greatness of the film. Yeah. Whereas Night Killer, you notice new things and it's to the detriment of it. I, I have a feeling that you and I are going to pick up on very similar things or that we did when we were taking notes like separately. But I also think that I'm, I'm hoping that one of us will like caught something that the other person didn't and is going to blow the other person's mind. I'm that's, a, that's a little that probably happened. It's a little dramatic, uh, but I would be surprised if we have a lot of the same uh, things that we noticed that I probably didn't notice the first time because I don't know. I was just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Um, so that kind of covers our history with the film, right? We don't have extensive history. But, no, uh, we watched it together like, what, three years ago? Something like four that. Four years ago? Yeah. 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 Pre-COVID. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, how did we get here? So Night Killer was first released, as we mentioned, uh, in Italy. This is an Italian film, again, despite the fact that everything about it is in English and it was filmed in America. Including the actors. Including the actors who are, we'll get to it, but maybe not the greatest actors I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no. Um, in August of 1990. So um, there's some weird Troll 2 kind of stuff going on with the title here. <laughs> um, the film was released the same year that Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, was distributed in Italy. And was promoted unofficially as a sequel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, despite the plot not bearing any relation to the rest of the series. And despite not actually being part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise at all. 
Yeah, there, it could not be less part of it. There's no leather. There's no Texas. There's no chainsaw. Uh, you, I mean, you could argue that there might be some leather in the mask that's worn, but that's, that's fully mean, rubber. Yeah, you're, <laughs> that's that's full, fully that is rubber. fully rubber. Is the most obvious rubber mask. Uh, I suppose you could argue it's Texas. I don't know. Wait, does it say where the movie takes place? I, I um. So I was paying somewhere attention. near an ocean. And um, uh, when they show, there's a newspaper that's shown a couple times, and it says it's the Virginian Herald. Okay, so, so somewhere that, the, our great state of Virginia. Yeah, I guess, or okay. West Virginia. I I don't know. Okay. Um, the film's Italian title. I'm gonna butcher the Italian names and Italian words that okay. briefly come across. Non aprite che aporta three. Actually, that uh, sounded really good. Oh, thank you. Uh, riffs on the Italian title for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series yet again has no actual connection. Yep. Um, Claudio Fragasso, the uh, director, the director. Yes. He envisioned the film as a tense psychological thriller with little to no gore. Um, God, what would that have been like? Not good. <laughs> well, it's I mean, it honestly wouldn't be that much different. I mean, I mean it's only like one repeated <laughs> shot of gore. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it would have been like the same movie. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Uh, the original cut of the film resembled that vision, but producers weren't happy with the cut Fragasso turned in. They felt that it lacked violence. Uh, so Bruno Mattei uh, was tasked with shooting additional scenes to add more gore into the film. And boy, do they feel like a different movie that's just Frankenstein. In. <laughs> Again, it's like he had one day to shoot and all he did was just shoot close ups of like a claw of a claw i mean there's there might have been a little bit more to it maybe like literally anytime blood is shown that was him but i I don't know it's it really is this movie is a frankenstein's monster of bad but in 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 the most incredible way possible yes yes of course so the reception um this i couldn't find anything about its reception in italy but the fact that i couldn't find anything maybe tips us off to the fact that it didn't have a great reception yeah uh, it was not released for home video until the 2010s in America as a cult hit. And that's how I found out about it. I, I think I was reading an article, you know, because we we both are into movies and we research movies and things like that. And I think I saw an article about this film that it was getting a, a U.S. release and then kind of the history of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff. And I was like, day one purchase, have to buy this um, and then watched it with you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this did have a reputation and people were excited when it finally came out on Blu-ray. Uh, so people knew about it, but it's, you know, clearly not well received because it's kind of a trash movie. Yes. One reviewer said this, uh, quote, it's a trashy film that wants to provoke every possible emotion. And the fact that it manages to find genuine empathy amid the chest wounds and obscene phone calls and sexualized capers makes for an experience that just doesn't happen very often in movies anymore. <laughs> um, where did, where was the genuine empathy? I didn't find any. <laughs> there is none to be found. You could none. argue that that is one of the things about this movie that doesn't work. <laughs> it's one of those things where someone just gets terrorized constantly and you almost have to laugh. I mean, it's not like funny objectively what's happening to her but like you almost have to laugh at like how incessant it is it's like the movie joker which i didn't really oh, think I very did much of not that. like that movie yeah didn't like it but it's like this is how jokers are made when literally everyone treats him like he's a piece of shit like you're gonna produce a joker 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And like in this film, I've, I, like not everyone, but boy is poor Melanie back like put Ugh. upon. You know, what's funny is I, I only realized when I was doing like a letterboxd and IMDb dive after this, that the, the actress who plays Melanie is also in a movie that I watched recently called Silent Night, Deadly Night, which uh, I, you know, hated didn't does not surprise me i hated it and she was just used for boobs basically oh okay very and also just kind of the recipient of some not so great things so so sorry for this actress that this has kind of been her career trajectory yeah but she will live uh in in infamy for this (laughs) much like the attack on pearl harbor um this shall should be we a descri- night killer day yeah the official u.s night killer day yes i yes. I, I think so um let's describe the poster slash the uh the cover oh um, my gosh absolutely give us the visual paint a picture for us with your work okay okay so first we've got the picture of the well it, it it's a picture of what the mask would look like if someone actually looked like this as opposed to the fake ass rubber mask that actually exists so we'll, we'll make reference to a mass killer in this movie who is wearing this mask that makes them look kind of like a toxic avenger like deformed melting face with like Very much so with like like fangs and like just deformities like like they had acid dumped all over their face and yeah but like, it is the fakest looking thing yeah it, it's like there's like monstrous elements to it but it, it looks mostly human yeah and so the poster has that creature or like almost like looks like a creature instead of someone wearing a mask on the le- top left like occupying most of the poster and next to them is i suppose melanie beck whose face is like kind of like melting off and merging with this creature is that fair to say yeah it's yes it's they're synthesizing and there's like this blood letters this is night killer and honestly i'm even more amused by below which is like a full moon like dark clouds and kind of like a haunted house looking thing there it's like a castle a little yeah. bit it, which there's no haunted house or castle to be found anywhere in this film. And also probably 99% of the movie takes place during the day. <laughs> yeah. it's. Would you say again, to connect to uh, an Ari Aster film, would you say this is a daylight horror film much I, in the same vein as Midsummer? I sure would. <laughs> I sure would. This is not, this is night killer. <laughs> Oh my god, there's no kills at night, and it's called fucking Night Killer. You could argue, we don't know that the opening of the scene takes place during, we don't know when it takes place, even though I think she, the the woman arrives during the day, so I guess we should assume it's the daytime. One of the kills does occur at night when he takes the woman home from the bar. Oh, or maybe the museum one, but that because that's oh, true, possibly. Possibly, but the vast majority of this movie, and yeah, takes place during the day. So, right. Um, so you're already, if you're listening, you know, you're in for something great. Well, to be fair, the movie titled Day Killer doesn't sound quite as fr- no. frightening. It sure, it sure doesn't. Yeah. All right. Shall we jump right in? Yeah, we 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 got to do that. Speaking of jumping right in, the movie just immediately jumps into a scene. And yeah. it's almost like you are cutting into the middle of a movie. But no, this is the opening. 
Uh, it opens with, again, no fanfare. We're introduced to a dance troupe in the middle of a rehearsal. We desperately need to talk about the music, both that they're dancing <laughs> to now and that plays throughout the entire film. <laughs> there is no common theme to any of it. No, no. None. And sometimes, like, it does have kind of creepy moments, uh, like, or attempting creepy moments. Well, yeah. But other times, it'll, like, there'll be something seemingly creepy on the screen, and it'll be, like, like i can't describe how synthy and terrible the music is it is so it's so bad and what's really funny about the music that opens in this dance recital thing is like there's like two different completely different songs that play that just reeks of the director being like i don't know just play something yes uh there's a lot of reeks of the director going eh let's just move on yeah um, so one of the dancers arrives late and she goes to change as a sinister shadow stalks her. Yeah, there's like um, a POV hand, hand cam shot. of like someone watching her and approaching her while she changes. And that's the thing. Like, do we get a P do we get a POV after this? No, I don't yeah, think so. You don't, you get POV of like the something stalking her. We don't get POV after this. I kind of actually think the POV shots aren't bad. No, they're not. They're not. Am I wrong in that I, maybe the first time I watched this, you might have mentioned that this whole opening scene was directed by that second director. Oh, yes, it was. OK. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see, because after this scene, the real movie begins. Sure does. <laughs> yep. Um, so as the dancer is changing, we get a completely like gratuitous and needless boob shot. Um, there's several completely needless boob shots. In this <laughs> this is nothing compared to the next one. Oh, the next one is maybe one of my favorite moments in the film. I would almost say it's needful. It's not yeah. needless. <laughs> yeah. It's so purposeful. What that purpose is, couldn't tell you. That's for the director to know, and he's taking it to his grave. Yeah. So, uh, a clawed hand, and let's just camp on the hand for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, give us a visual of what the hand looks like. So kind of like I was mentioning, like the or like, I guess I didn't mention that the killer's like face in like the poster and in the kind of the rubber mask is like very like brown, I guess. This mask is kind of like if someone dropped like acid on someone's hand, but it's like brown, moldy or like melting, but also really long, so obviously rubber nails. Like, why yes. did you have such long nails? It makes it look you can see them like flopping around like rubber. Yes, they flop. And when, you know, it's the hand is placed like a wrapped around something, you can clearly see the hand being bent, the rubber hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, so the clawed hand reaches around the door as our unseen stalker watches this woman change into her dance costume. Uh, we get this blink and you miss it shot of the killer complete mm -hmm. with this creepy mask. Also, we should mention that the actual we kind of talked about the differences between the poster and the actual. Yeah. But the actual mask, you can just straight up see the person's face underneath it. Yeah. From a couple spots on the mask. It's honestly it's like you watch a trailer for a big budget game and it's like a cinematic trailer and then you play the game and it looks like shit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he thrusts his hand again, the rubber clawed hand through the dancer's chest in a shot that's reused probably no less than four times. I will never get tired of this. It's pretty like, great. It, it, I honestly wish that there were like 10 times, 10 more punch, like victims being punched through their chests <laughs> chest. or stomachs or whatever. It's, it's so close up. You can't even tell. And then once it happens, 
and it goes back. You can't ever tell where someone was actually punched because these were just insert shots. Like, you know, like, like it's yeah. not like people the victims are one, one, like stumbling around with a gaping hole in their chest and shots after this. Like all you see for this wound or for uh, in inflicting this wound is this close up. Yeah, it's I mean, obviously, budget was not through the roof here. Yeah, um, but it's like these reshoots had a budget of like five thousand dollars. And they're like, you just got to make this work. How does he punch through somebody's body? With a rubber glove. With a rubber glove. It's again. He's, it won't, he's the night killer. He's the night. He's the nice killer. I guess. I suppose if you've never seen this movie before, you might think like, oh, maybe he's just some superhuman creature. No, you're no, wrong. It's very. going to tell you right very now. Very clearly. Yeah. Explains that it's a human. Yeah. Uh, so the choreographer for this dance number has a nervous breakdown for essentially no reason, or I guess the reason is just how freakishly shitty these people are <laughs> this dancing was, this was the first time i cracked up she the actress playing the dance instructor is so bad she was clearly told to like act angry but she can't, she can't even find the words to criticize the bad dancing she just keeps stuttering she's like oh 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 you oh i i just 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 dance just go i, I can't even like it's <laughs> It's it's she was given there's no script for that. There's no way they were just like yeah. just act angry. And she was like, I have no idea how to act. Um, Edgar asked, because I watched it with him, he's like, Why are none of them dancing? Like everyone's doing their own dance. It's yeah. not it coordinated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so she goes to check on the now murdered dancer. Yeah. Uh, so the night killer uh, assaults her and her throat is slashed as she flees. But in every other scene, there's either her neck is fine and she's still stumbling around yep. like completely fine, like not a mark on her. But she still stumbles around clutching her throat as though it has been slashed. And yeah. then other shots sparingly will have what looks like smeared blood on her neck. But like, yeah, as though you cut your finger and smeared a little bit on your neck. There is a close up shot of a deep wound yeah like that does not look like it's being inflicted on her neck and then suddenly she's grabbing her neck so we're like okay well if she was if that's supposed to be her neck she would (laughs) she'd be bleeding out already she'd be dead she'd be on the floor yeah Yeah. and she wouldn't be able to run no uh i do love her running because it's very dance-like and dramatic Yes, especially when she's going down the stairs, the the, <laughs> the seats in the auditorium. Did you notice that at one point, like when she like before she falls off the balcony, she stops acting and walks to her mark, like walks oh, to yeah. the part of the balcony where, and then resumes acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the killer chases her down. Um, and, and again, he pulls his stab through the chest maneuver. Uh, and flings her off the balcony. Yeah. Uh, and boom, this opening is now over. Um, <laughs> and now uh, we get the real opening. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we 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 start at Melanie's Melanie Beck's house. Yes. She lives for some reason. The, the house appears initially way too white. And like bright, like like it's heaven or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Melanie's, we don't really know his identity at the time, but Melanie's ex husband Sherman, love that name, comes to pick up their daughter. Um. Here, here's yeah. the thing, though. There's question marks by all of these characters, at least for me, until maybe three quarters of the way through the movie. Oh, it's yeah, it's not we, clear like, at all. We don't get names. We don't really get how these people are connected to each other. 
the movie just kind of launches yeah uh, into their world our description of who these people are is informed by having watched the movie twice and also like you have to make it like 30 minutes in before you start getting any of these answers yeah and so like melanie's just starts like kind of going about her day and her husband is like taking his daughter somewhere and there's like this late 80s early 90s funky synth music that's playing it's got almost like kind of like seinfeldy <laughs> yeah it, or it's like yeah it's like a cop show it, it it's like uh nypd blue i don't know like some sort of like detective show but like from an, that era. But like a weirdly slightly upbeat cop show yeah it, it has no place it, it's not yeah. even it, it's just weird and so yeah so sherman takes this daughter to another woman's house which we find out later is his current wife and waves as she drives off with with the daughter um like right off the bat we get this man picking up this little girl and immediately dropping her off with someone else and this is like two minutes into this scene and already we're like who is anyone why are they exchanging this little girl what is happening yeah and so Melanie, like, again, we kind of cut back to her and it's really we stick with her for the rest of this opening scene. And she's watching the news and the newscaster also bad acting in the newscasters is set refers to a killer out there called uh, which refers to as a hooded psychopath um, wearing a hood, not wearing a hood. And she's describing about how all of the victims are being repeatedly raped before being killed. That uh, unfortunately comes back. Yeah, that I'm not down with. No, uh, like violence against women, especially in that way. Like I, I feel like it could have been excised from the film. It could have been, and it could have still been like a funny movie. You didn't yeah. like it's. It's not like if this is any funnier by adding that. No, no. But so, so I, I wrote in my notes that Melanie's working from home, and now I realize, like, is she? Does she I even have a job? I, I part of me thinks that Melanie is a completely she's kind of not in a good spot at all mentally before the events that dramatize her yeah essentially what we see her do at home is gaze out windows and smoke cigarettes in her living room and that's about it so she gets a call from a man at a bar and she seems very distressed and kind of yells at the man calling we do not see his face notably he is wearing all leather like a leather jacket and leather gloves. His audio was purposefully bad. Like the, the, the whoever recorded the audio is, is bad. I, or I guess I'm assuming it's on purpose. Maybe it wasn't. Here's another thing that's notable. He, the, the person that she's talking to has kind of long hair in the back, not like ponytail or man bun, but like hair that go like almost like a mullet, I guess. Like right? a, Speaking of Seinfeld, like like a Jerry Seinfeld, not yes. mullet, but like curl of hair, like thick curl of hair yes. in the back. So I'm going to say something that gives this movie more credit than it probably deserves, because this could have just been totally of the time and the hairstyles. But all of the men have that kind of hair in the back. Is that meant to be misleading or not? Was Absolutely that intentional? Not. No. I, I honestly started to think it might have been. I convinced myself that it might have been. But... This movie is so bad that it's very possible that it's not intentional at all. So, yeah. So we don't see this guy's face. She yells at him. She kind of like um, she she yells at him. She hangs up and he like is so mad. He crushes this glass. Again, we still do not see his face. 
Um, love the shot of the glass being crushed. Yes. Um, it's like much slower than you would think it should happen because it's clearly a prop glass. <laughs> yes. Um, now we get possibly the best moment in the movie. That's this that's made me true. laugh. What she says here and what she's doing when she says it made me laugh so very hard. So Melanie goes to a mirror. Uh, first of all, she's like the angle of the shot is weird. I can't really explain why I'm so just like befuddled by it, but I, it, that's not really the point. Um, so she goes up to this mirror and she takes her top off in front of a mirror, like kind of like lowers the the top, like the like loose fitting like sweater or something that she's wearing, and starts very sensually <laughs> and lightly <laughs> grazing her chest. She's really like going to town on herself. Yeah. And she says the following. Well, here you are, Melanie Beck. This is you. You have a daughter. (laughs) You have a marriage on the rocks. And nothing but gray skies ahead. (laughs) Yeah, we and here we learn everything we need to know about Melanie Beck, I suppose. It's It's so great. Just telling us everything we need to know. As she's, again, we cannot overstate that as she's saying this, she is sensually massaging her own breasts. In a way, it's sensual, and in a way, it is, like, devoid of all life. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so, I don't even know which it is, which it's supposed to be. I like to think that it was supposed, they're like, all right, now be sexy. And she just, she can't do it. No. Uh, yeah, I cannot stress enough how not sexy this is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she has two phone lines. Yes, like, which, like, it's Chekhov's phone line. Don't worry. The fact that she has two will come back. I keep, I keep like, I, I'm jumping ahead, but so her phone rings again. <laughs> she answers it still topless. And a man with, like, a, this, like, high, like, kind of like the scream killer, like a gravely yeah. voice. Yeah. Calls her and starts taunting her. I won't say the things. I'm not going to repeat the things that he says. Um, not that not the crude things. Um, but he implies that he's watching her. Um, he threatens to rape her and murder her. And um, this this is the night killer, um, day killer. Couldn't be more daylight out now. Yeah. So she calls the police. Um, and I cannot stress this enough. She is not worried enough for the majority of the movie and the times that she does scream and cry are usually kind of not at the times you'd think that that would happen yeah it's just not it's not good acting um so the policeman asks her if the phone call she received was obscene and if she was threatened asks it immediately which is better police work than probably the vast majority of police that would pick up the phone if a woman in a in our modern age were to call them true um <laughs> he says give me your number and she's like but i have two lines oh my goodness <laughs> what what does does that even come back at all like 
Yes, does it, it really? does. It does. Yeah, I'll I'll explain when we get there. Okay, I might have missed it. I mean, maybe it's because uh, the killer ends up calling her on a different line. I, I whatever. Anyway, you can you can explain when we get there. Um, so the policeman tells her to lock herself in the house, and he'll call back in five minutes. What? It, why? I don't. I don't. I know. never got that. I don't understand that either. Maybe he. Maybe he's like, get off the phone and like lock the door and stop being on the phone, and then we'll talk again. But like, she could just leave him on the line. Why does he have to call back? I. Uh, yeah. So she locks herself in, uh, but the killer is already inside. And we see his rubber claw, his rubber claw uh grab the keys. Like he puts like his the little rubber finger like through the key, <laughs> through the like the uh what's it called? The like little the, ring. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, she does not look that scared. Um, she gets another call thinking it's the policeman. It's not, it's the killer. And he says, I couldn't wait five minutes. I'm too horny. Ah, uh, Mrs. Beck. Um, he calls her Mrs. Beck the all, the time, yeah. all the time. All the time. So this is where the second phone line comes in because he is calling in the house from the second phone line. Oh, so that's, oh right. that's Chekhov's phone line. Right. Also, it didn't need to happen, though. No. She could have just been done with one line. Yeah. So he continues to taunt her. Um, the phone rings again. <laughs> She goes to pick it up as if he's not even there. <laughs> yeah. Or he's just waiting. He's just waiting. He's like, yeah, you can pick it up. Um, but, she, but the fact is that she does this as if he's not there, which <laughs> makes no sense. Doesn't even look in his direction. She's like, oh, the phone's ringing and just goes and grabs it. Um, but unfortunately, the killer is on the line and tells the officer that everything is under control. Now, if he is using the same phone he was using before, he had to he must have had to switch lines. I don't know. But the point being, this works. And she doesn't, even though she's on the phone, does not attempt to tell the officer that the man who is telling her everything is okay is trying to kill her. Yeah, no, she does not. She just screams as if it's always it was all helpless. Um, so she locks him out of the room that she's in and goes to grab a gun and then shoots through the door. She thinks she's safe just for a moment, but then he appears uh, without opening the door, I think. He, yeah, from like a different part of the room, which is impossible unless he can face through walls. <laughs> yeah, um, and pins her to the wall and she goes, no, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> he goes, I was pretending. <laughs> <laughs> which also she shoots through the door. We see nothing of the killer. Nothing of him. There's no shot of him pretending to be dead. Or even if there was, she couldn't see him through the door. Yeah, nothing whatsoever. Um, And yet again, doesn't look as scared as she should, given the things that he's saying and threatening to do. And all she does is scream. And that is the end of the opening scene. Yes. So we cut to a hospital where um, it's again, we're not really told who people are. Uh, where it seems like a detective is talking to what seems to be a doctor or a psychiatrist. Uh, And the psychiatrist says that because of the trauma of the attack, Melanie has complete amnesia, uh, even forgetting her own daughter. So the psychiatrist brings in Melanie's daughter, and there's this moment where he just won't let go of her hand, which is very strange. Yeah. I I love this doctor. He is like the he's walmart sam loomis oh one million percent (laughs) big sam loomis vibes as like like sam loomis's 
unsuccessful younger brother. Yeah. So I wrote down a line in my notes that I cannot remember when he says it, but I think it's when he's being like, when he's talking, oh yeah, yeah. He's just talking to the detective and he says something like, no, 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 that's sheer madness. And (laughs) I don't remember what he was saying that about, but I remember that made me laugh. I wish I would have wrote down the whole context, but yeah, he's a big over actor. I mean, both like the, the detective and the psychiatrist are both big over actors. Also, we'll get to it later, but pretty unethical. Yeah. Um, pretty unethical. Yeah. So Melanie still doesn't remember her daughter. And I don't understand the sequence really because the psychiatrist is like, yeah, she doesn't recognize her own daughter and then brings in the daughter and Melanie still doesn't recognize her. Yeah. So why why didn't we get one or the other? I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. So cut to a newscaster outside the home uh reporting on this attack interviewing sherman who apparently saved melanie um and he got a nasty scar on his face as a result from the killer uh we also find out that melanie's other ex again this is very confusing other ex or is it her current husband well well it's unclear like so much else in this film i i could have sworn that at one point they said her husband like referring they, to a different guy, but so I went through the whole movie assuming that she had a husband that isn't a, a, that you know must have been the guy at the bar, right? Because they're going through a rough, a rough patch. I don't oh, know. That's right. No, you're right. It must yeah. be her current husband because again, the, she's got that marriage on the rocks, right? She says it. But on the point of her current husband, just we'll 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 get back to that. We sure will. <laughs> um, but they mentioned that he was a cop who got kicked off the force. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. I mean, it's hard to because it's said with such like little pomp and circumstance. And like it was it's easy to forget. I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron, actually, I I think and I owe it, I, I, it's a credit to the movie because of how great this is. I forgot the end. Like, sorry, I didn't totally forget the ending. I thought I remembered the ending, but I actually let the movie convince me that I w- might be wrong. I remembered elements of the ending, but the there's a twist, and I forgot the twist, and yeah. it was pretty great. Yes, yes, it was because yeah. because you would have never you would never see it coming. You ever. truly, you truly don't. <laughs> Nobody could. No, you could have a million years and make a million guesses, and you would never guess the twist of this film. Truly. Uh, so we cut to Melanie and she's, I guess, out of the hospital, even though yeah. she has total amnesia uh, and she's driving again. Uh, how do we know? How does she know that her, that's even her car? Yeah. Um, where is she driving? She's driving somewhere. Yeah. When she's accosted by a drunk man in a Jeep. Uh, is he drunk? Was, yeah. Uh, he like swigs out of a brown oh. paper bag bottle. Okay. I mean, that might explain some of his behavior. Yeah, but when we get to what happens later, it makes really no <laughs> sense at all. None, none of it makes sense. But no. we'll, we'll, we'll end up doing a deep uh, dive on the twist that comes at the end yes. of the movie. Uh, so he catcalls her and is yelling at her, and she drives away, but he pursues her. She hides in like a, a spa. Or something building it's yeah. very unclear it's just like a white miami 80s seeming <laughs> but in virginia building but in virginia somehow yeah um and searches the bathroom for her however melanie confronts him with a gun i don't know where she got how the gun does the he hospital. know where I, it, him being able to find her everywhere is very amusing to me 
It makes no sense. It makes no like the fact that he would first check the bathroom. It just I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So again, Melanie has a gun. What like when did she get it? Was it in her car that I guess she remembered, even though well, she remembers nothing else? Given what she's going to do next, maybe it was part of her like smorgasbord of suicide. Oh yeah, she does have a real uh, <laughs> a real all you can eat buffet of suicide <laughs> options. Um. So. <laughs> So the man says, hey, I came in here by mistake. What's with the gun? Anyone can make a mistake. (laughs) Um, And then he tells her, I just want to be friends. Melanie tells him to strip down or, and this is a direct quote, your career is over. Career, what? Career? I don't. I don't understand. Career. Also, career. We cannot stress enough how much of a creep he sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to be friends. Yes. But not like, not quite the, he's not like doing like the Night Killer voice or anything. Yeah. He's, he's doing a, I I don't even know how you, like, whatever the director told him, he's doing like three notches above where he should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this moment is actually like sort of clever. Uh, so she makes him take off all his clothes and makes him dunk them in the toilet so that when she leaves, he can't flee. Or when she leaves, he can't immediately pursue her because all of his clothes are wet. Can I note that he has these like right royal blue please, tight briefs and, that are so tight you can only see his balls. Like you can see yeah. the outline of both of his balls. I couldn't even see his dick. I only looked for like a second, but you can just, I'm like, there are his balls. It's like a speedo. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a speedo. And again, like a, like a vivid Royal blue. Yeah. Uh, so you would think that this would slow him down from chasing her. Cause his career is over kind of. Yeah. His, your, your career will be over. <laughs> um, but he just walks out uh, in his underwear. Uh, and the, uh, I guess the secretary of this building or the door person, yeah, uh, he says, I got molested in the little boy's room, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that they were in fact in the women's bathroom. Yeah. He, he just yells that at the, oh no, he, he's like, where are your clothes? Right. Yes. Didn't he say like, where are your yep. clothes? And he's like, I got molested. Yeah. In a little boy's room. Yep. Yep. Um, so we cut to him in his Jeep and he has clothes. Uh, again, somehow, yeah. I, I don't know how uh, we should make it clear that she's kind of like not long gone, but she's far enough away where the fact that he's able to find her next seems impossible. It makes very little sense. Um, well, actually, well, there okay. could be an explanation. May, yeah, there is. Later. There, you're right. Yeah. I, there is an explanation possibly because maybe the beach is like a favorite spot of hers. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, so Melanie is down on the beach and she like before, so before I knew what was going to happen next, cause I didn't remember this part of the film. Mm-hmm. I thought that the collection of pills and like pill bottles and the flasks she has with her, I thought they were just going to go unaddressed. And I kind of would have loved that. That would have like, been even better. It would have been better. There are so many pill bottles and not only are they, there's so many, there are, they're big. They're big pill bottles. And they're just like, they're truly scattered. They're not yeah. like collected together. Yep. Uh, so she downs some pills and booze uh, as the man spots her on the beach. Again, uh, how did he find her? Um, and how does he know that it's her from that far away? Yeah. 
So the man stops her suicide attempt by making her drink seawater. But there's a shot of like 35 full seconds of him wrestling with her in the water and just (laughs) dunking her viciously (laughs) into the ocean to the point where I'm like, was the actress okay with this? I don't know. It's a little troubling. Um, and we get her retching up the pills and booze, even though nothing comes out of her mouth. Uh, something does come out of her mouth, barely. Very, but very little. Did you notice that at like the in the second or half second before it cuts, he like pushes her head down into the sand <laughs> as she's throwing up? And, and it looks almost like he accidentally was like he was like trying to get up and he like accidentally leaned on her and it pushed her down. It looks like accidental. Yeah, but left in the movie. So I have to tell you this now. This is something I did forget. The fact of like what he does, what he does next. When this happened, I was just like, oh, right. Like this guy like seems like a creep. And then he comes and finds her and he saves her life. And it's and she kind of holds out with him for a little bit. That's partially true. What's um what I what I failed to remember is how fucked up this guy is. Oh yes. Um well she, and fucked up when she's unconscious, which again doesn't make sense based yeah. on things we learn later. So she then awakens at well actually we, we should probably mention that first we, we get a brief to, Yeah, we cut back to that guy, the 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 guy in all leather who is talking to a woman at a bar. You cannot see his face. But um when you see the man in the mask earlier, when she when he assaults her, he has that kind of like greasy long Jerry Seinfeld hair in the back. And so yeah. does the man who was just with Melanie, and so does this man at the bar. Just saying. Maybe it's intentional, but you are again, giving I know. Night Killer so much credit. Yeah, I, I, I should, I shouldn't. I had like I have a note that I, I put in this outline that I'm not going to read next. Um, you can see it. Uh, yeah. I'm, but um, there's a point to the whole the whole hair thing to me. But anyway, so Melanie wakes up, does not know where she is, and she looks more terrified than earlier when she was like being assaulted. Um, so. We then cut back immediately. Just there's no pacing to this. Uh, we cut back immediately to. I'm just going to say the night killer's house. OK, we need to camp on where are they? Because I thought this was the basement of the bar. It could just be an art studio. It could also it might not be even be his studio. house. But he takes that woman from the bar home. We still don't see his face. There is just really awful looking artwork everywhere. It's like, uh, a good, like they found all these art pieces at Goodwill. Yeah. So he puts on the mask and the glove. Again, we don't see his face. And she goes like, what are you doing? And he goes, guess. <laughs> uh, and he's still, he's just completely in leather. It's so, it's so funny. Um, So they start playing this, like, she's kind of like turned on by this kind of. Why? And Why? she keeps like, she's like, I'm like Little Red Riding Hood. And they're like doing a little mini, really half-assed role play. All and then, the better to eat you with. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't like this game. Then he grabs her. This is where she's like, okay, this guy's a bad, this guy's a bad guy. I, I think that red flag was uh, there from, the, from a long time ago. But oh, yeah. this is when it hits her, when he actually is grabbing her. 
and he dunks her head in. Is it wax? It is because of the shot right after this. But oh, right. I was wondering, like, what effects did they use? Unless they just dunk this woman's face in hot wax like three times. I hope not. I hope not. But so and then he puts his his glove hand through the uh, through her body. It's the exact uh-huh. same footage from the opening scene. Uh-huh. Tell us why. <laughs> because she's there's a blue shirt that the woman was wearing earlier. Uh-huh. And this and woman is not wearing a blue shirt. No, no, she's not. <laughs> um, so then we see him caressing her dead body, which is now like covered in wax and is wearing a mask identical to his. And he kisses her masked face with his own. Which, like, not the Night Killer's MO at all. Like, we, we've never done this before. It wasn't talked about by the reporters. Like, no. what this is completely out of left field, which again makes sense because this was obviously filmed separately by that oh, other director and absolutely. just stitched into the movie. Yeah, I also don't think that the actor playing the Night Killer in these scenes is the same one oh, as I, who it actually I is. I don't think so either. So we cut back to Melanie. She's... <laughs> Here's Before we get to this next thing that I love more than anything in the world. More than anything. Can we talk about how she's in a hotel room and at no point tries to use the phone to call the police? <laughs> at no I point. Didn't, I didn't make a note about that, but okay, I'm glad you point that out. She doesn't make a single attempt to call the police. No. Um, she's So uh, the man whose name is Axel, I'll just start referring to him as Axel now. Um, he enters the door holding, holding KFC and he goes, the door was open. <laughs> Also, it can't be overstated how the KFC box is perfectly turned as though it's product placement. Oh, yeah. You display that it's KFC, and I guarantee you KFC did not give one dime to this film. <laughs> I wish they did, though. Oh, I know. Can you imagine the Night Killer KFC promotion? The crossover? Uh, be still yeah. my heart. Yeah. Uh, he just says, fried chicken and french fries. He he has this weird, like slightly southern drawl to his voice. Yeah, that like comes and goes. Yeah, it, it's very weird. Um, but again, just I want to say before we move on, she never once tried to open the door. She immediately just started banging on it. Ah, uh, yes. Melanie Beck, poor poor soul. Um, he tells her again he just wants to be friends. We know that is just not not at all true well i mean he's not going about it in the right way let's just say that um he starts come on to her again uh, she puts the gun to his face and then threatens to kill herself again and here is what he says he says anyone wants to kill themselves has the right to while you shoot yourself try to i'm gonna eat and he takes a huge bite out of a big big piece of fried chicken that he must have been holding the whole time because he just pulls it out of frame it's incredible. And he goes, nothing does it for me like fried, fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> it's it's deranged. It's a, it's a moment. It's this is deranged. Uh, he puts the gun in her mouth and she says not to do it and admits she does not want to die. And he pulls the trigger and it is empty. So he is just fucking with her. Um, And he says, I'm going to kill you. All right. When you least expect it. In the meantime, I'm your master. 
and cannot overstate his overacting in i mean all of them really but him in this scene for sure and he goes i'm gonna go let off some steam you stay here like a good little wifey this time i'm gonna lock you in <laughs> this time <laughs> this time <laughs> oh my god all right what happens next Oh goodness! Um, we cut to an aquarium. Uh, I suppose. I thought. You know what? I wrote in my notes. I wrote water museum question mark. Yes, like a museum yes. about water. Yes, a uh, very water museum esque. Uh, yeah. No animals. Like if it's an aquarium, no animals. All to do with water. Um, where a sexy young blonde scientist is again doing. I I don't know water science. I don't yeah. understand. Who knows? Uh, and the night killer stalks and murders her. Yeah. She's Again, like looking at some like machine that isn't working, like checks out an exhibit, thinks someone's there, gets scared, you know. Yeah. Same same old. We get the shot of the hand going through the chest, the whole nine. So wait, though, um, this time it's different footage. Oh, is it? Yes. It's not a blue shirt. It's a different color shirt. Now. Did you make note of what he says when he grabs her before she runs away the first time? I did not make a note. So he grabs her, he gropes her, and he goes, oxygen to live. (laughs) (laughs) Why? She's she's like looking at some exhibit, I guess. I I didn't clock anything that had to do with oxygen. (laughs) But he says, oxygen to live. (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie. Um, so we get more Melanie in the hotel room and Axel is watching her sleep and he ties her to the bed and verbally and physically abuses her before really creepily kissing her. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm glad you glossed over that. Yeah. And she finally kisses him back, uh, for, I I don't know why your classic, like, I'm going to like show affection and hope that I get what I want. Or so Again, I can, like make lull him to a sense of false security or something. That's being charitable to the it film. Is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we cut to the detective and he's grilled about losing Melanie and he immediately deflects and throws Dr. Willow under the bus. Yeah. Um, Dr. Willow is very happy to discuss Melanie's private diagnoses with these strangers um, that she, he's saying that she's uh, dissociated schizophrenic, that she has this amnesia, etc. And this this also, I don't understand why it's in the movie, but he says her physical examination revealed an, quote, inordinate amount of seminal fluid. Yeah. Uh, so whoever is is making love to her in a violent way is just shooting ropes. Yeah. Oh, wait, when I, I, I had another note when they when the cops come to the museum and take the body away. There is like there there's like an actual like looks like there is a body underneath like a a like a tarp or whatever. whatever. Yeah. But they say the maniac cut her into pieces and then fed her, to, her the to the fish. So then what was that body? <laughs> I don't know. Also, there's this weird like misdirection for five seconds as all the reporters are asking the security guard who found her like questions like, did you know her? Like, were you there? Did you do this? Yeah. And. I think the first time I watched this, it was like, are they setting up that he's the killer? And it's yeah. going to come out of nowhere that it was the security guard from the water museum. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, but Dr. Willow gives some like weird psychological mumbo jumbo about why Melanie would want to commit suicide. Now, why any of them know that she attempted suicide when she did that on the beach and no one could see, I don't understand. Yep. Um, so in another great moment, uh, Melanie is putting on some lipstick and she loads her gun with a single bullet as Axel comes back to the hotel. She's like she, putting on lipstick like a crazy person. She is. And her makeup is done and her hair is all like feathered out. Like, but like a, like, a, like a young girl who's just learning how to do makeup for the first time. Yes. So she shoots the mirror and the mirror in lipstick says, I kill you. You kill me. Who wrote that? <laughs> I'm going to guess that he did. You think so? <laughs> but who no, you know what? <laughs> why why try to get the answers to questions that are yeah. impossible to answer? So the manager comes to investigate the noise of this gun going off, and Axel bribes <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. Um Axel bribes him off by putting a single one dollar bill <laughs> and stuffs it in his glasses. Yeah. And he just kind of is like, okay. Yep. Um, so I have a question here okay, um, and it kind of is answered, but not really satisfactorily satisfactorily. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. That word. Um, is Melanie falling under his spell? Like, is she being Stockholmed or is she? Well, I suppose. No, no, she's not. She's, she's not. She's not. She's not falling under his spell but or she's not trying to escape. She's not falling under a spell. I, I, I don't think, I think so. She, I think she is, though. Are we thinking about this too hard, though? I think we are. But based on something that happens later that kind of snaps her out of it, this makes me think that she is falling under his She says, I wanted to be beautiful for you. Yes. And then she Um, said, yeah, you you got it. (laughs) He asks, do you remember? Yeah. Um, Which, you know, again, later that question will make more sense. And she says, yes, I remember. You're the one who's going to kill me. Which, until you know the ending, even and actually, even when you know the ending, this makes no fucking sense. No. No. Uh, the detective and Dr. Willow are trying to come up with a plan. Uh, they just, like, talk in circles, though, about how the killer will kill again no matter what. Um, they have this, like, God, this plan is stupid. This, uh, yeah. Melanie's ex, is Sherman, and her daughter watch Dr. Willow on TV, and his plan is that he wants the killer to call a hotline, yeah. release Melanie, and turn himself in. Um, <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. six to seven time homicidal murderer, I don't know that he's going to do that. Did you... Did you like pay close attention to the conversation that Dr. Willow and Detective Clark has have like Dr. Clark? There's a moment where he goes, I'm the cop who does his job. I do my job with these. With and he, and he, he pulls out. He like shows his handcuffs and his gun and then slams them on the desk. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so great. Um, All right. So back at the motel. The that landlord that like Weasley landlord guy sees the newspaper with Melanie's sketch, which is taking up the entire front page. This is big news Um, and calls the police on Axel. Axel is kind of like it's so obviously not the killer to me. Did you like I mean, if you were watching this the first time, do you think that it's like unclear whether he is or not? Well, I think the movie is trying to trick you into thinking he is. Like, yeah, when, when he's he like, I'm going to go let off like, steam and then. Right. Yeah. Yes. But no, I, I did not think he was. The yeah. Killer. 
Um, so Detective Clark shows up. Axel sneaks up on him and knocks him out. This is important. Um, we'll get back to that. Yeah. It's it's very interesting that that happens. So we cut to Sherman getting ready to go save Melanie. His wife is like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you leaving? Um, and she kind of like does some big slut shaming of Melanie. Well, and that's the thing. She says, uh, like, Melanie's been laid by every guy in a 50 mile radius. But yeah. Any of this like idea that Melanie is the slut or that Melanie is promiscuous, anything like that. Yeah. Confounded. Completely out of nowhere from this woman. It's unfortunate. Um, But importantly, he says that he is the only one who's seen the killer's face. So he has to go and help. But earlier, someone says, I think it's Dr. Willow says that only she saw the killer's face. Right? Yeah. No, 100%. Which is why when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't go back and check, but I was like 99% sure. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% correct. So Axel and Melanie are out on the, like, wandering around town. They're, like, on why? the run. Why? Uh, I, I, I don't know. But Axel calls the cops. I don't know why. De- Detective Clark is, is already back at the station. Like, that never happened. Yes. Like, he never got knocked out in a hotel room. Um, Melanie sneaks away while Axel is talking to the cops. The... Well... Yeah. Can I can I jump in because she sneaks away because she sees the newspaper article that yeah. has her face covering the whole page and then sees yeah and that like triggers her so yeah. that's why I think she like was under his spell and oh, I think this snaps her hmm. out of it maybe maybe um but so he Axel hangs up on the police and the police like you just revealed that they were trying to chase the call the trait the trace it and and they go you know did you get it and this this really bad cop actor goes, the conversation was too short. Fuck. <laughs> also, can we talk about how the detective's mustache is distractingly like scraggly? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gross. I didn't do that line justice. It's just some of these lines you just have to <laughs> you have to watch the movie. So Melanie is just running from Axel, and we see Sherman driving around. He finds Melanie and puts her in his car and takes her home. Axel screams. No, which I guess was the time where I was like, oh, wait, now I think I remember how the movie ends. Me too. Right then and there. Right in that right in that moment. I was so confused for a moment, though. So we're back at Melanie's home. You ready? Uh, Oh, yeah. Sherman is just trying to take care of him, take care of her. And we get some really, really, really big close ups. Of the scar makeup, which is horrible. so horrible, just so, so fake. And he's like, all right, lock yourself in until I get back. And then he leaves. She uh, is kind of like wiser at this point, gets very suspicious, goes to look out the window and sees Sherman now dressed all in leather. Going to pulling his car up to the phone booth across the street and calling someone. And then sure enough. Her phone rings. This is notable to, also because she looked outside to see if someone, the person calling her earlier was outside. In two that points. Yeah. yeah. Um, why does he need to use this specific payphone? One. Um, why two, did he take his car there? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> two. It's unclear whether she does recognize him as Sherman or not. Yeah. It's unclear. Right. Because, because of her reaction later. Right. right? Very. Yeah. Yeah. So she picks up the phone, and of course, it's the killer's voice. So Sherman, 
supposedly she hangs up, puts the key in the lock on the door. Uh, why? But that's it. Doesn't like lock it. Yeah. Like she just, I, th- I don't see her turn it. She just puts the key in the lock. Yeah. And then leaves it. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. So she gets another call. Does not pick up. <laughs> no. Also, <laughs> can we talk about the tone of the, the ringing of the phone? Oh because yeah. It's not a normal ring. It's no. this weird fake sound, like high pitched, very irritating. Yes. Awful. It screams, pick up this phone or else you'll be annoyed. Yes. So she turns and she sees the killer is in the house yet again. The killer takes off his mask, revealing himself to be none other than Sherman. Sherman. Oh, my goodness. Possibly the worst acting in the movie. Oh, it, well, I mean, that's hard to define. because it, it, it's, it's all pretty bad. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, so let's 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 finish this bad boy off, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so Sherman goaded Melanie into suicide during his attack. We get some flashbacks to the attack here with some really horrible like 80s, 90s, like do 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 do. The screen goes kind of like blurry uh, flashbacks. Um, so he goes her into suicide. He hands her a knife and it's like directs her to stab herself in the chest. Wait, however, but. Remember that she says something about Axel first, or he says something about Axel. He says, you and Axel tried to set me up. Yeah. Yeah. I, how though? Well, it, yeah. Like he's like, Oh, Axel, you and Axel tried to set me up. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, she slashes his face and yes. that's how he gets the scar. And then yeah. she, he kind of runs away and falls down the stairs, and that's kind of what makes him flee. Yeah. So Melanie plays nice, and this is back in the present, and yeah. attempts to seduce Sherman, uh, but grabs the knife from his pocket. He's wearing tight 90s jeans. There's absolutely no way you could pull out a knife and he wouldn't feel it. No way. But what I love is that she stabs him right in the dick. Yeah. Um, also, we get the shot of him bleeding from his crotch, and it's orange. Uh, yeah. It is not red, no. like blood would be. <laughs> um, he says, now you die, bitch, uh, in a really great way. <laughs> then we, we get one of my other things <laughs> that I forgot happened and <laughs> delighted and surprised me. Because who should dive in through the window, do like a sweet somersault, and shoot Sherman to death? But Axel. Yeah. Um, Axel. Good stuff. Yep. Melanie gives him the knife. Now, let's remember, from Melanie's perspective, this man has kidnapped and terrorized her. Yeah. And she has fled from him, seemingly snapping out of whatever influence he has over her. Yeah. Hands in the knife right away. Uh, and they embrace. Uh, <laughs> Dude, so we should also note that like that entire time Sherman was calling her Mrs. Beck again. All, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Beck. <laughs> so uh, we cut to immediately outside. There's the police and the news. Um, who who called them? I don't I, know. I, I mean, I guess I, I assumed Axel brought them. 
I, I suppose it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, we get a very like psycho. The end of Psycho. The the guy explaining Norman Bates moment where they sort of explain this massive twist. Um, and you have to kind of rewind to even understand yeah. Yeah, the logic sure do. or what's happening. Yep. But the twist is that Axel is actually Melanie's husband, the one that got kicked yeah. off the police force. Yeah. Um, and that this was all everything that he did to her, terrorizing her, kidnapping her, biting into some fried chicken as <laughs> he goes I mean, into fake suicide. Yeah. yeah. This was an experiment by Dr. Willow so that Melanie could get her memories back. Like, um, my God, this poor woman. What? What about any of that would trigger her memories? And why would her husband agree to do that? Yeah. Um, it makes absolutely no sense. It, it, it's unbelievable. I, I just was like writing stream of consciousness. Like, what the fuck? What is happening? Like when she, her, she kisses Axel before this is any of this is revealed. Like after he dives through the window and kills Sherman, they like kiss. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Well, also, it makes no <laughs> sense for like, why is he being a weirdo when she's like a sleep? And where is he going when he's quote unquote <laughs> blowing off steam? Yeah. Also, too, like, he clearly does have an alcohol problem for real because outside of the hotel room, they just show a shot of him chugging out of a bottle wrapped in a bag. Yeah. So he, he's, like, got an alcohol problem, but, I guess. But, it, but a doctor, Detective Clark says that for his, like, work here, he's going to be reinstated and get a promotion. Yep, back on the force for this. Yep. Great job. Yeah. Wait, so here's my question. So Detective Clark allowed Axel to knock him out? That's the thing. But was Melanie in the room when that happened? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Then that kind of makes sense. I guess. Um, because That's for Melanie's funny. sake, he would have to pretend, you know, that. And maybe maybe he didn't hit him that hard. And maybe the detective wasn't truly not. Well, the detective doesn't know what's going on, does he? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just know. all Dr. Willow is all him. I, I don't know. So Melanie and Axel are in bed reading a story with their daughter. They embrace. Um, and he asks, will you ever forgive me? And she says, forgive you. Of course, everything <laughs> you did was out of love. This is painful. It's very painful. And, and also there's a moment where he says, like, it was hell not being able to touch you. <laughs> but he but did. He did. <laughs> like, like a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. Jinx, you uh, owe me a Coke. God. It's <laughs> So then we, so I remember, I forgot that the twist happened. Yeah. I forgot that. I forgot this too. I also forgot this. And this also, this makes probably even less sense. <laughs> probably the least sense of the whole it movie. Makes, it makes the least sense <laughs> at all. Oh, oh, no. What? It makes sense. Because remember at the beginning of the movie, Sherman drops off a Christmas present for her. Uh, well, oh, 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 no. oh, sorry. I, I you're right. I, I, I agree that what's in the pr- present doesn't make sense, but it, what makes less sense is what is happening with their daughter. Yes. To me, that makes no sense, but you're right. You're right. I, I completely forgot about that. I forgot right. too. So Sherman does drop off. A, it's Chekhov's present. Yeah. Um, Sherman drops off a present for Christmas. We should note that it's Christmas time, I guess. There's like Christmas. Time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess. Whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so she this also doesn't make sense as you alluded to it's not Christmas 
Um, she just decides to take a Christmas present from under the tree, specifically Sherman's present, who they now know was the night killer, and they just like leave under the tree. Yep. I, I don't know. His... Yeah. But if I found out that someone close to me was a serial killer and assaulted my wife and all this stuff, I'd be like, you know what? We're going to throw this. Something tells me Axel and Melanie are horrible parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she brings it into her room uh, and she opens up the box and please tell everyone what's (laughs) in the box. Uh, It's the night killer mask. Yeah. She puts it on and, and says in the voice, do you recognize me, Mrs. Beck? I'm back just what? for you. And then laughs. What? In the meantime, it cuts to Axel and Melanie saying, I'm worried about Clarissa. What effect is this going to have on her? I don't see how it would have any effect at all. It doesn't seem like she was remotely involved or around her mom this entire time and the events of this movie. And also, does the mask make her make people go crazy this is like a supernatural element that just goes unaddressed is it like the goosebumps book the haunted mask maybe it is uh also uh really quickly um she there is some tension between her and sherman's wife because sherman's wife is like trying to comfort her and she says like no i want my mommy you're right so seemingly she likes her mom but yeah yeah because of i guess maybe the evil influence of the mask (laughs) calls her mrs beck too it wants to kill her wants to night kill as long as as long as this mask exists melanie beck will never be safe safe. this movie just stepping on fan fiction right now just needs a sequel it needed a sequel my god prequel or a prequel i would have watched 10 night killer movies yeah so uh that was that was night killer that it sure was thank you for sticking with us everyone um we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did oh so good so uh what works about our beloved night killer um the absurdity for sure just how kind of more and more insane it gets over time it's uh and the bad acting really are like the two. I mean, really, most of the bad elements work for me, including like the 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 added in violence, the Frankenstein's monster stuff. There's there's really just like one element to this movie that really doesn't work for me. Um, and that's I'll just say now it's that it's all the assault stuff. Yeah, I, I don't like it. It it could have been taken out of the movie. It could have just been a killer. Like, yeah, I don't think exactly. It could, yeah, just like someone who terrorizes people. Like, it doesn't. Ha- it's fine if it's terrorizing women. Just, just don't add the level of assault to it. Just makes it makes it uncomfortable sometimes. But you know, yeah. it is a movie. You heard it here first. James says it's okay to terrorize women. No. <laughs> um, in terms of what works, uh, like this is a bad, so bad it's good movie, right? So something in the vein of like the room. Oh yeah. However, the, the in terms of the acting of it, the room you can tell like the, the acting in the room is bad, but you can tell that the actors in the room are like struggling LA actors who have like taken acting classes before. The acting in Night Killer is like they just found people on the street who had no concept of what acting is. <laughs> Would you say that's like fair, uh, like comparison between the two? Um, I. Hmm. Kind of. 
kind of axel to me seems like someone who knows acting and his is just really bad at it who's been actually <laughs> I, I, let me put it like this it, so the people in the room were younger overall like claudia yeah. sounds is like someone who is like found on the street right that's her name claudia claudette claudette, claudette sorry claudette yeah oh yes yeah. i need a rewatch yeah, um yeah. but like the other ones are kind of like young these seem like actors who have kind of been through it before and just are really bad yeah yeah Yeah. um so exploring the world of this film like if we were gonna make night killer the video game what does that look like to you okay so this is really hard i'm gonna go with an nes era platformer where you kill everything by punching through it it's just a side a side scrolling platformer called Sherman's Day Out okay. where and, and all of the enemies are women. <laughs> You're just like going like a side scrolling like going through the town, going through a house, going through like just like a field, just platforms and all yeah, all the enemies are just are just women and you just it's one hit kill all of them. Love it. Yeah, how about you? I had uh, the thought for a zombie ate my neighbors SNES alike. Oh, wow. Uh, where you can pick between being Melanie or being the night killer or let's throw Axel in there. Yeah. And depending on who you pick, you have different objectives. So as the night killer, like you buy KFC. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, as well, KFC would be your power up, right? The chicken would be. Your yeah. Health. Oh, it definitely much like the random uh, entire chickens you find in Castlevania for some reason. Um, yeah. So you would be searching for Melanie if you were Axel or the night killer. And if you were Melanie, you would be trying to flee both of them. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, S- yeah. SNES game. That works. I like that a lot. Uh, do you want to live in the world of night killer? No, no, we kind of do maybe. Maybe. Well, I, actually, I, let me put it like this. I don't want to live in a world where someone can punch through an average person can punch through someone else with their fist with a rubber glove on with a rubber glove on. Yeah. So, no, it's a big no. Big no for me. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I OK. <laughs> we, I think we need to do we need to talk about Kingdom Hearts Corner. <laughs> sure. This oh, please. What do you what do you what do you got? <laughs> because I just imagined. Like Sora, Sora like has to stop Melanie from killing herself on the beach. And there's like a giant heartless like yeah. on Destiny Islands. Yeah, and then and like may the person who joins your party is Axel. Yes, he just like swings around fried chicken. Where would the keyhole be? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Uh... The the payphone, the payphone, or behind the 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 mirror. With the uh, oh, the lipstick the on it, hole. yeah. The bullet hole reveals the keyhole. Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea what I would call the keyblade though. Uh, what would the keyblade look like? Oh man, I I even I know less like that. I mean, it's got to have like the glove or something. Like maybe like the the handle like has the glove like hand like wrapped around it Ooh, already. Like that. Yeah. Actually, okay, I came up with the name. How about Beck's trauma? Okay. It's a little dark, yeah, for, for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but I don't know. Or how about this, Melanie's malaise? Oh, that's good. Right, right. That's that's really good. 
Um, yeah. So that's kind of fan fiction. Uh, kind of. Hearts Corner, uh, yeah, because we didn't there, find No, there is no Night Killer fan fiction, which in a way surprises me, um, especially because of like the cult following this movie has. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think there's a healthy amount of room for some Night Killer fan fiction. I agree, right? Like, at least like we were saying a sequel and or prequel. Or yeah. honestly, preferably 10 sequels. Or five prequels and five sequels. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So my fan fiction would be, and not even for entertainment value, just for examining the logic of it. I would like the fan fiction to be Dr. Willow explaining to Axel his plan for this quote unquote experiment. That's exactly mine too. It's what I want to know most about this movie. Um, (laughs) The other one. I guess we could do the sequel where the haunted mask possesses Clarissa and she goes on a killing spree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And by killing spree, you mean like kills a bunch of people, but mainly just tries to terrorize Melanie. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of torso punching. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, does, I guess then that's really the, that's really the, the fan fiction I want actually not the actual stuff would be really entertaining to find out. But maybe it's almost better not to know. But whereas the mask, it's like if there is like some supernatural element to this mask, I guess I'd like to know what it is. Because the end of this movie sure suggests that. It makes no sense. Or that Clarissa is secretly. Oh, oh, what about this? What if like Sherman has been grooming her to take up his mantle? Oh, well, that 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 would work. Yeah. I mean, it's no less stupid than any of the other plot points. (laughs) Sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So Night Killer. Just uh, you know what? Uh we should have just said this at the top, but you know what? If you've never seen Night Killer, do yourself a favor. It's free on Roku. Um, that's how I watched it because I didn't want to bust out the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's in storage. Um, so it's free. You can you can access Night Killer pretty easily. Yep. I would do it. I'd recommend it. It's also free on Plex, but I think there are ads. Yeah, I mean, there's ads on Roku, but not so bad. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to lately? So the morning after I watched this, I watched this um, short film that's being adapted into a feature film called Night Swim, which was pretty creepy. Uh, definitely a situation I've been in. Like, I haven't done like a night swim a lot, like, but like, it's, it, I mean, the whole premise is just like a woman in, doing a night swim in a pool and a couple creepy things happen. It's like a three minute short film. I enjoyed it. And then I realized I just watched two movies in a row with night in the yeah, <laughs> in the title. Sure so did. so I sure you bet your ass that I decided to rewatch Night of the Living Dead. Did you really? I did. Oh, you got the trifecta. I got the trifecta. I and I I'm not going to be able to do, make it a, a four a four movies because the next movie I'm going to have time to watch will be How Do You Live tomorrow. Um aka The Boy and the Heron, which I didn't want to refer to it as like that, but uh Night of the Living Dead does not age too well for me. I would do it for this show, but like I think Dawn of the Dead is really, really good despite its like dated makeups and and all that uh, and all that kind of stuff. But Night of Living Dead is kind of boring up until the last like twenty minutes, which are very, very good. Yeah, I in general zombie media doesn't appeal to me so much. Um, I don't know what it is like of all the supernatural entities it's like zombies. I just don't yeah. care about. Um, other than that, I rewatched uh, Cure, which is a very good horror movie. 
and I rewatched Stop Making Sense, which is just a truly fantastic movie. And I have I, not heard of Stop Making Sense. It is a concert, a documentary concert film. I mean, the whole movie is just a Talking Heads concert. Oh, I see. It's okay. excellent. Have you ever seen like, uh, you've probably seen an image of like, um, like someone wearing like an oversized suit, like an oversized gray suit dancing around you you would recognize things from this movie it's just kind of it's existed in like the zeitgeist for a little bit um what else video game wise not much i i'm kind of like feeling an urge to replay uh link to the past the reason being that i was talking to to our friend jason beckman about it um frequent guest on this podcast and he was uh criticizing us for a little bit of lack of 2d zelda representation on our podcast um mainly in like the superlatives that we did because we did a Link's awakening before and i and i i knew he would do that because uh i know he's a huge link to the past fan and i i've i've i like that movie quite or like like that game quite a bit i just like can't there really are no 2d zeldas that i can put on the same level as a lot of the 3d ones yeah, no. Well, actually, they're uh, all A's. It's just like some of the t- 3D Zelda's are like A pluses. You could do instead of a link to the past, you could do a link between worlds, which is essentially that game. But I would argue better. <laughs> he, I, I also would argue that. I think he would say he would call blasphemy. And well, but I, yeah. I, I replayed, or I mean, I've played Link to the, Link Between Worlds like not some recently, but I haven't played Link to the Past to, like finished it in a while. So I think I, I think I should probably do that. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then, other than that, One Piece, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um. Yeah. Um, um, yeah that's it. How about you? Uh. So Edgar and I finally finished the uh, core series of Dexter. Oh, excellent! Uh, I was deeply disappointed by the finale. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It's essentially the whole like, last season. I hated. The. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um. There were parts that were incredibly stupid to me uh like the whole zach character i'm like what the fuck are we doing guys yeah uh but the last episode felt like just a regular season finale and then at the very end dexter's like uh, spoilers for dexter uh, yeah so it's okay two one dexter randomly at the end is just like well i guess i'm gonna kill myself and drives into a storm um But guess what? He doesn't because apparently somehow he survived, even though they find the wreckage of his boat, like in the ocean off Miami. Yeah. Um, and he's a lumberjack. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Hate uh, the but, hate the Deb died. Hated um, that. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? How Deb dies off screen in surgery? Yeah. Um, doesn't even die. Is brain dead. Yeah. Um, very strange choice to do that. Uh, doesn't we did, wait? Doesn't he pull the plug? I can't remember. He pulls the plug and then just like carries her body out of the hospital, and no one stops him. Yeah. Also, the hospital has like a parking lot for boats right outside of it. Well, Miami, I guess. Yes. Um, but we did start watching Dexter New Blood. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm probably not going to. You know what I will say um stylistically it's it's slightly different like there's no narration from Dexter uh for large portions of it like there is in the original show I think they over rely on Dexter's narration sometimes um and it's like just shot differently it has like a different pacing to it 
Um, so I, I appreciated it. It's it's certainly better than season eight, season six, season five. Season seven is really good. That's what made yeah. season eight so disappointing. Season seven, yeah, is a real uptick in quality compared to like five and six and eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this I would put on par with like, you know, like season seven-ish. Okay. At least from the first episode. Okay. Uh, I've been continuing to read Goosebumps uh, because it's spooky season. Yeah. Uh, and fitting for Night Killer, I'm reading Scream of the Haunted Mask. Oh, yeah. Um, where there are ghost horses in addition <laughs> to the Haunted Mask. Don't They don't sound very creepy to me. Uh, I think they're good, but I haven't finished the book yet. Oh, so I okay. think they're actually good ghost okay. horses. Um, and then lately, I've been dipping my toes back into Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, because I am at, I was at a very good stopping point uh, to put it down. And so I picked it up again. And so I might finish this playthrough. Collectively, I'm at like 140 hours of playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. Um, great, great game. Again, you'll never play it, but you should. <laughs> I'd, you've given up on me, I guess. I, I, I would like to. I just... It's too many other things. I mean, Dave the Diver is coming out this month. Mel Gear Solid's coming out this month. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that I'm looking forward to, Mario uh, RPG. Mario RPG. Well, that's um, next month. Yeah. Uh, but this month uh, we're getting Super Mario Wonder, which I know you're not super excited for. But yeah, I well, am. I'm not. I'm not going to rule it out. I uh, just it's not like a a must pre order for me. Gotcha. Um, Sonic Superstars, which, you know, got pretty middling reviews that I've been reading. Classic Sonic game. My my beloved Sonic, so I got to play it. Um, and then, gosh, what else? Uh, there was one more game I, I was excited for um, coming out recently. Oh, Met- yeah, Metal Gear Solid uh, yeah. as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Sure. Not yeah. a. Oh, I can't believe we talked about Christmas in the movie and didn't mention the Grinch once. Yeah, we truly didn't mention the Grinch. Well, um, thanks for listening. Do you have anything to say uh, to Melanie Beck? Um, no, I just want to call her Mrs. Beck. Okay. Goodbye, Mrs. Beck.